on the BAMFCAST. It's the second week of August, and you're gonna love it. One star, it stinks. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, 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 episode 237. Holy shit. Man. Those are three numbers. That is correct. That's <laughs> it's divisible by three. Oh my god! I am Mackie. I am BJ. I'm Walt, and I'm Chuck. And we don't have a Arlo this week because we, we killed him and he got him in a ditch. Yeah. The first, <laughs> first of many episodes without Harlow. Rest assured, yeah. but, uh, rest assured right. we did not kill Harlow. Uh, <laughs> he will be. Uh, he will be joining uh, Jesus soon. No, so. <laughs> no, he's just we on vacation. Know. He's a Buddhist. Oh, oh uh, he's on a farm. He, <laughs> Technically, Upstate. but he he's coming he's back running from. wild with all the other Harlows. <laughs> yes, but just for all the other X podcast, we will see him again yeah. very soon. But he'll be back, Aww. maybe one day. We know, who knows? But uh, it's the second week of August. Woof, woo, woo. Dogist two, dog harder. Oh, the dogisting. And yeah, dogist revengeance rising. Yes, all of those things. Reborn, redogging. Any more? Nope. Come on, let's just keep running with it. Now, all right, we're out. I'm done. Boy, that was short. All right. Red Rocket. So what we do each and every week here on the BAMFcast is we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and then we talk about it for the first half. Right. And enjoyable movies. Good, bad movies. <laughs> I, I'm, it's funny that I've heard this a billion times in my head, and now I can't say it. But You're doing fine, man. I know. Just keep yeah. going. Enjoyable dude. movies, good, bad movies. They get one to five jocks, as in robot, robot jocks. jocks. robots. Fantastic. And bad movies, as in stay away, mm. they get one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Blah. Harder. Twinkly vampires. Yeah. Boom. Not good. Not good. Terrible movie. So, for the second week of August. Staring. We what a movie we called Bailey's Billions. Ba, ba, ba. A.K.A. Uh, no, I can't say Bailey's that Billion Dollar Sign. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you yes. want to find it on some search sites, you have to type in Bailey's Billion Dollar Sign. Kind of like Don't search for it without the dollar sign. It's a totally different yep. subset. And this is a movie that feels like it should have a ton of Banffcast alums in it, yet there's only one in Dean Kane. Good old Kane. Dean Kane. Good old Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Wait, what was Dean Kane in that we saw? Oh, he was Christmas in Christmas Rush. Rush. Christmas oh, Rush. Oh, yes. Okay. He's in and something else, too. Yeah, it feels like he should have been in a lot more things, but yeah. Christmas Rush is the only one that comes to mind because that's actually a fun movie. That mm-hmm, one's all right. Mm-hmm. Unlike this. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Lori Holden from uh, Walking Dead and being uh, Mulder's terrible informant in the X-Files for like mm-hmm. half a season. Oh, right. Mm. Jennifer Tilly somehow making her Banff cast debut this week, along with Tim Curry. What? And uh, Max Baker making his yeah. Banff cast debut. <laughs> oh, yes, finally. World famous Max Baker. Right. Glad we got but, him on uh, From Oklahoma State University, voice. Max Baker? That, yes. The very same. Oh, man. Well-renowned thespian, Max Baker. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Lovitz as the voice of Bailey the dog. John Lovitz. I just like doing the John Lovitz impersonation. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you do better than he did in we this movie. Heard, <laughs> we have heard you yeah. say it stinks many it's a time tonight already. <laughs> but so, uh, let's get a plot synopsis out of the way and then get to talking about Bailey's Billions. Sweet and savvy talking golden retriever Bailey is one doggone lucky pooch when his devoted owner, Constance Pennington, leaves him her entire billion-dollar fortune. 
Billy's lucky, that is, until he becomes the target of an elaborately designed dognax scheme hatched by Constance's nasty nephew, Casper, and his money-hungry wife, Dolores. All right. You know what rhymes with Dolores? <laughs> um, rigor mortis? Yes. Mulva. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are so many things... Right? <laughs> there are. There There's really so are many so many things. So many things. <laughs> In this great big world, well, I was like, wow. there are so many <laughs> things. I was, I was going to say, there, there, Just keep spinning th- there are a bunch of things wrong with that, that plot summary, but there's really... No, it's that's that's what happens in there, the movie. I cut out. I'm going to tell you like, that's the plot. This plot oh, yeah, is about like, three times as long as that, but you know, but yes, it starts out with uh, what does it start out? Is it, do they get to the <laughs> no, will right away? Out, it, it's a no. picture, it, picturesque mansion. Oh, that's right. And the Lori Holden gets her child taken away because she's a horrible mother. Oh right. yeah, the monkey Lori, lady. Lori Holden is holding up in a <laughs> animal research lab with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Trying to protest the uh, use of uh, animals in some sort of chemical research, they're, you know the whole thing. Testing they... overalls on monkeys, right? Yeah. <laughs> gosh, there's, gosh, there's... But gosh, it was your old. Uh, it's your old makeup testing on animals yeah, that stopped, whatever, you know, yeah, in they're... like the seventies. But they shave their backs, they put things right. on. They're, yeah, they're they do horrible lipstick now. into the eyes of chihuahuas or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or. All of those things. Chimichangas, I'm not sure. Yes, the yeah. eyes of chimichangas. But apparently they they win. The The company says, all right, we'll Hooray! stop testing and you can come out of there with your child. And then immediately she walks out and Max Baker, noted thespian Max Baker, says, I'm here from the Department of Children's Services and give me your kid. You're an unfit an mother. I think he's just a kidnapper. That guy's an ass. Really? Yeah, because he, he doesn't have any, like, he, he doesn't have any real credentials no he just has like it's just special police it's a badge and an it's ID. a badge he got at spencer's right but he shows it everyone like oh. i think he just kidnaps children titty inspector i think she shot him down in high school or something and he Probably. has just he's just grinding that axe for the rest of his yeah. life and oh he's like, speaking of things in the past by the way laurie holden's way. husband is dead that's oh. true whoa not her real life husband oh. but in the movie oh, God. oh. whoa God rest Ooh, his soul. Jeez, I felt so bad for Laura yeah, but, uh, there for a second. Yeah, that kind of... It, it's just kind of thrown in there a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, it comes up later in the movie, but hey, uh, yeah, she doesn't have a husband. She's a hussy. <laughs> what? I mean, that's completely separate from the husband fact. No, she's a widower. She's widower yeah, than what? <laughs> she's also a hussy. The chaste, <laughs> the chaste widow, Margie Bags. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she gets her child taken away, and then it's like, they freeze frame on the newspaper of her going, no, and... Ooh. Happy opening credits. Yeah, time. and then suddenly it's da, 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 Bailey's Billions. Yeah, Bailey's Billions. And no, there's not a Stargrove song in this. No. I'm just it's just grungy fun mid- time music. Yeah, but it's like it's almost jaunty grunge mm-hmm. music. Yeah, it's like that crappy mid '90s. Like once grunge had been flushed out, and it was like let's make it more poppy, and that's mm. kind of like what that shit was. Mm. Even though this came out in 2005, it's it's, but it's Canada's Canadian. version of yeah, good it's music. Canadian. So it's it Canada's, Canada's version 10 years of good behind. music. Us, generally speaking. Yeah. Let's go to the mall. Yeah. But uh, so that's when we're introduced to Bailey and Dean Kane, where Dean Kane is dorked up as far as they can dork him up. <laughs> he's full Clark Kent mode. Yeah. But worse. Worse. Yeah. He's oh, a big man. old nerd. Big old. Like he looks like he's got talking. his khakis tack- tucked into his shoes even. Ugh. But and just not a good look for nah. anyone. And, and he's got the big glasses and yeah. He's dorked up, but apparently he's the only one who can understand what Bailey is saying. 
because he's just like, hey, Bailey, you got to get up. You got to get up. And then he's suddenly Bailey's John Lovitz. He's like, I'm going to sleep. He can fuck you. (laughs) He can speak to dogs. Yeah. That's his. Instead of being Superman, he can speak to dogs. He is a literal dog whisperer. And his weakness is everything else. Yes. CGI dog speaking movies. Yeah. And just no. So bad. Because the lips no. do move. He's like the, uh, he looks just like the dog on the Bush's Beans commercial. Oh. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. The oh, one who always watch. wants to give away the recipe. Correct. And then Dogs the have no evil, greedy owner espionage. wants to keep it. Corporate espionage. They have yeah. no concept. But yeah. So, so clearly Bailey was the test run for Bush's Beans' commercial campaign. Clearly. Clearly. I thought it was 100%. Yeah, poor, obvious yes. that that poor was Constance. Yes. Poor Constance. What's her name? She's dead. Pennington. Constance Pennington. Yeah, this is they're they're he's waking him up so they can go read the will. Watch the will video. Or, oh, the will yeah, video. Gotta yeah, got to watch the will video. That's right, man. One day I hope I get to make a will video. I I when the lady, the old lady, she's telling everybody she reaches up to her grab her brooch and I thought she's she's like oh let's end this on a happy note and she reaches up to grab it and I thought for a second she's gonna pop open her top and I was like whoa where's this movie going. That's weird. You're the only one that thought. I, did not, I, was was not, I wasn't sure that was. I wasn't was sure what was this. going to happen at that point. That was the last thing I was hoping would happen. Yeah, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I wasn't sure where it was going. I was like, no, please. Don't I knew do that. it wasn't going there. Yeah, that's what I knew. <laughs> it's Canada. G rated Bailey's Billions. They have a very different. The G rating is different up in Canada. Yes, they're, they're but, much more looser with that sort of thing. But old lady titties were not going to be popping yeah. out in this movie. That's. But yeah, at, at this point, we've also been introduced to Jennifer Tilly and. Tim Curry, who are husband and wife. Tim Curry is the nephew of Constance. Casper. Yeah. Tim Curry is also doing a really lazy job of concealing his very British accent. At the start, he goes over the top American accent for like the first six lines that he has. Yeah. And then after that, it's just, well, whatever he decides to do in that give and take. There's probably a point where the director's like, well, Tim, you need to. And he's like, I'm Tim fucking Curry. I was in Clue. That's right. I do what I want. It's in Clue. You hire me for my curious. <laughs> Were you in Clue? Were you in Legend? No. I was the devil. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know the why director's like, I don't right. know why he's Michael Caine. But, yeah. <laughs> but then, then the director's like, all right, Tim, you just you do what you want, buddy. Mm-hmm. So Tim Curry does what he wants. And so does Jennifer Tilly, because the two of them, like, Wow, they're like wind-up toys. They that, you know, they're that point where theory. the spring's about to break, and you let it loose, and it's just like <laughs> that's them in this entire movie. Yeah, she uh, she has one tone to her voice, except when she angrily whispers. But for the most part, when it's just you, just flip the Jennifer Tilly switch, and she just yeah. and it just goes, and you're just like, okay. oh god, it's so bad. Wait and for her to wind down. Somebody, so- somebody at some point said they must have been paying her by the word. Yeah, because she is. Walt. She was spitting out dialogue. Wow. Well, I should just say monologue because there is one oh, point yeah. where she's following Tim Curry like through a stairwell and oh, god. all this she other stuff. Shut up that entire time. I never, she talks she's nonstop in, for a solid ninety going seconds, and going and going. Mm-hmm. Wow. And. Yeah, they had to have paid her by the word because she just has more dialogue than anybody else in this movie by about three times, I would guess. And the best costumes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they get the will read and she says, oh, my maid and her husband. Mouse. You guys are great. You get 50,000 each and you get 1% of all my stock holdings. Hooray. Which, yeah, why even bother with the 50,000? You know. Cash is king. 
They're old, so they got to have some cash. Right mm-hmm. away, they can go out and have and a cash little spree. Stock. Right, and then the investments are for their retirement, which should be now. Yeah, they're old <laughs> enough. They should be retired anyway. She should have just said, "You may go cash out yeah. this one percent. <laughs> this is like a hundred million dollars. Go, because yeah. she is clearly a billionaire, or at and least they are clearly implied. old. Yeah, and they're clearly old as shit. Right. And then she says how money has spoiled Casper, and he's never handled it well. So. He gets to run the business and he doesn't get anything else. The foundation. And then they're like, oh, what the shit? And then she then gives everything else to her beloved companion, Bailey. What? And that's because how he was he the only thing who loved her. And his caretaker. Her Dean sword Kane. and shield, she says. Mm-hmm. And his caretaker, Dean Kane, who? His dog, Link. Linguist, dog whisperer, dog whisperer. Did, they, dog did they actually give him a proper title? Yeah, yeah. He's he was the a dog linguist, uh, behaviorist, yeah, uh, behaviorist, animal behaviorist. Animal behaviorist okay. Yeah, he's yes. the dog whisperer. He's Caesar Milan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. But he thinks he can actually speak but, yeah. to dogs, but he's crazy. Oh, but he can't. But he can. Oh, he can speak to dogs. We, uh, the audience can also understand dogs. Yeah, but we're it's, it's group hallucination. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a very specific theory about this. Okay, we'll get to it later. Oh, but. So, yes. Well, we'll be we'll on the edge later. of our seats we'll here for later. the rest Don't of the worry. podcast. But, yeah, he uh, – so they angrily storm off because, you know what, she just gave a billion dollars to a goddamn golden retriever. She's barking mad. Well, <laughs> do you want to come back, Walt, or are you just, like, trying to get kicked off? I, I don't know if I want to come back after this movie. I had a really good time the first two times, but – this is what we but, do. I don't. This is I, what we do. We Walt. trick you. We, <laughs> I don't trick feel you. good yeah. in my soul. Uh, so yeah, they they're gone. Yeah. Uh, Bailey's a millionaire, a billionaire, a billion. Yeah, a billionaire. And so they're immediately hatching schemes to for how to get the money. So they're trying to figure out all the ways they can sue to get it. And Tim Curry's like, no, she's figured it all out. She knew I'm a lawyer and I would sue her and. You can't lawyer. do anything. Mm-hmm. So then they just they all go to work at ARF, the Animal Research and Rescue Foundation. Yes, where Lori Holden is Whoa. now the now the uh, office front manager. desk office manager type person who doesn't who answer phones, never answers a single phone, despite multiple phones ringing throughout the course of the movie. <laughs> never answers it once, even when asked to answer the phones. No, she answered the phone once, yeah. once, once, yeah. Once. once it rang like a million times, but she only oh, not even it. once. <laughs> Lori Never. Holden, not once. Yeah. But once. anyway, yeah, she. So she's setting up the. They have a board meeting, and she's setting up Bailey's dog dish in front of the. Oh, it's silver plated. Yeah, in, in front of his CEO seat, etched. Oh, this is a great scene. Yeah, and uh, Dean Kane and the dog are driving in, and he has decided they need to get dressed up so he can look the part. So he's got short sleeves and the world's shortest tie on and he's wearing, but he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs hat in Ontario. That's just... they're in Ontario, which is not cool. That doesn't go over well. That's like wearing a Yankees hat in Red Sox territory or vice versa. Mm. Just not done. Bailey's wearing a hat too. Guys, yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, but yes. Toronto is part of Ontario. No, I don't know shit about Canada. Actually, no, I, I, there you go. I'm pretty sure Canada's made up. <laughs> to keep uh, yeah. people from going too far north. It's that, a fictional country. That I will believe, but in the fictional My understanding is they are Canada, in the Yukon Territory. That which, is that is also correct. All of Canada is in the Yukon. 
Okay. In this land, dogs talk. It, that's why you don't want to go to Canada. All right. See? A, so, it's fictional. B, dogs talk. So he is a fair weather Toronto Maple Leafs fan in Ontario. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, he's a geography cast. He's all dressed up in his hat. And Bailey is also <laughs> dressed up in his hat. And I guess they're supposed to be sunglasses, but they look more like swim goggles. They're sw- they are officially they're sunglasses for dogs and they're straps so that they will stay on the dog's head mm-hmm. no matter how much they scratch. It sounds like you know a lot about dog sunglasses. I do know about dog sunglasses. They're very similar to baby sunglasses in that you don't want either the dog or the baby to take the sunglasses off. So you strap them to their heads. Do you use glue? No, you, you shouldn't what use glue. What kind of adhesive would you use um, to secure them to a baby or canine? Double-sided tape. Double-sided tape, yeah. Okay. Because that way you can just... Makes sense. Got to do it fast so it doesn't hurt. Yeah. So anyway, they have their board meeting and basically it's brought up that, huh, the trust fund's empty. Hmm. The books hmm. seem to be cooked, but we're just going to keep going with this. Because, you know, Tim Curry's like, oh, no, well, they we moved it to the offshore account. and Like you do. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Tilly was... goes on a, a rant about taxes that just is one tone and never ends. Yeah. Do you know anything about taxes? I know taxes. We moved it because of taxes, 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 taxes. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you should have told us. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. The board's so, like, problem solved. All right. Yeah. And from right, this we point. We got a dog as our CEO. Uh, I don't think this is a big like, deal. I, yeah. From this point, it's all meet cute with. Bailey needs to find a girlfriend, apparently, according to Dean Kane. And Dean Kane needs to find a girlfriend because he's the dorkiest guy on the planet. Yeah. Lori Holden is the only other woman remotely his age in this movie, so please don't skip past how that scene ends with them all shaking Bailey's hand. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. Leaving the boardroom. And the the sound effect as their heads turn to look back at the dog several uh-huh. times. Oh. Yeah. But when they're all leaving Ooh. the boardroom, Bailey is standing in the doorway, <laughs> shaking hands with each of them as they walk out. Shaking the wrong hand. Shaking you, the left hand. Bad dog. That's how you demonstrate leadership. It's Canada. So, oh, yeah. It's yeah, a Canadian sorry, handshaking goes the other way. Canadian handshake. Just, like, yeah. just like Maple Leafs fans. Yeah. 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 Their toilets flush They all the shake hands. Yeah. 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 And you have to you pull that lever up instead of pushing it down. That's they drive in the center of the road. Yeah. <laughs> they drive just above dangerous. each other. <laughs> There's not a lot of cars in Canada. They get away with it. It's made up anyway. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, America's hat. So after the CEO, so, so after the board meeting. <laughs> yeah, after the board meeting, I don't know. Okay. The the daughter of Lori Holden has made friends with some kid who wants to be like an investigative reporter. And some his, kid who has no family or parents or. He does, res- but they're very um, absentee. He's got a sweet digital camera. Yeah, he does. It's pretty, But this kid also awesome. like she's like. Yeah, I'm, you know, I just moved here. Something, something, something. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know. I looked you up on Google. You're in my class. Yeah, you're in my class. And your mom's the monkey lady. (laughs) And this girl's like, don't Google me. Yeah, don't Google me. You're weird. Get away from me. And then they're friends the next scene. Best buddies. Yeah, because he's the only friend she has. And apparently she's the only friend he has. But yeah, these kids will be important later. Hmm. But yeah, at the, after the board meeting, no, they won't. Yeah, no, really. they those show kids will up never be important. Those kids show up in the plot. Okay, oh, let's just that, put it okay. that way. That's fair. Yeah, plot happens because of kids. But yeah, this, this is when we find out where all the money has gone. Is that Jennifer Tilly and Tim Curry have decided to start a puppy mill in the basement of the rescue foundation abandoned warehouse yeah, because that's door. a good idea but it's like a puppy carnival down there it is 
Whatever they it's think. It's like the. It's a puppy go round. It's like the Batman and Robin yeah. movie version of a puppy mill. Yes. Because there's like neon lights and bubbles and, and steam. steam. And cages on carousels opera. just going around and around in circles for some reason. It's like they describe what puppy mills are early on. Like they're mm. like puppy mills. They're these terrible things and here's what happens in them. And then they show this evil corporate puppy mill. And it kind of looks like probably what half the doggy daycare centers in America are. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, dogs chasing bubbles and, and <laughs> neon lights and shit. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. And apparently it's losing money horribly. Well, they're not but, getting the dogs out fast enough because there's a guy in there that really loves the dogs. Yeah, there's weird opera guy. Yeah. He really loves those dogs. Yeah, like a bald, slow guy. <laughs> Just singing opera and doing Lion King things with the dogs. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does present them to the circle of life. Yeah. But <sighs> I don't get their plan. Let me be honest here. All the puppies. They sell all the puppies. All they're the going puppies. to make billions selling Bailey's puppies. Billions. So they're selling sick puppies. Yeah. They're not sick. They're just bubbled. If they sell sick puppies, then they can sell I know, more they puppies. can sell them quicker. <laughs> yeah. Because like, but, oh, that puppy died. Oh, that's Here. the evil genius. But clearly the puppies one. aren't selling. I don't know. They seem to be shipping puppies all over. All over and the world. How are they world? losing I just all the money? I don't know. Because they're Is spending it. Is it because the bubble machine costs no, too much? No, because they're spending on it, on their extravagant lifestyles. Probably. And they spent all this money thinking they were going to inherit that money but okay. because the, it all went to the dog they're like oh crap we spent all this money to start our puppy mill business and now we have to pay back our creditors and what are we going to do all right die that makes a little more sense die yeah. a horrible horrible death i paid attention yeah. to the plot what man plot? you're the only Glad one somebody did man Jeez. that's why i'm here Keep... i paid attention like i paid in canada class <laughs> i don't know shit went to canada class it's cheaper I did. than I'll regular tell you what I class. <laughs> I just learned that Toronto is in Ontario. Canada class apparently is this podcast right now. <laughs> the oh, more okay. you know. Welcome so to he's not paying well, any, any attention. I will admit, like, Walt being so convinced about it, like, convinced me, too. He was like, yeah, it, they hate each other there. Were you it's, not listening to Walt through the movie? He was very convinced on a lot of things about this movie. <laughs> yes, that he Walt, was wrong Walt about. thought, like... <laughs> Every woman with curly hair was Minnie Driver. No, 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 no. Just every, that, every every chick just that one lady was Minnie Driver. Was, was Lisa Kudrow. That was Lisa Kudrow. No, it totally was it not. It was totally Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> and the bald guy was John Locke from Lost. Totally, totally dead ringer. I mean, they do, do you amazing, have an optometrist? They do Can amazing you call things. The optometrist they do amazing me. things with makeup in Canada. Well, you know, well, once you cross that, once you cross the border. No. I'm not buying any of it. Reality is not Not the same. No, no, no. So, yeah. So that's the plot. They have a puppy mill. They want the money. (laughs) Bailey's got the money. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the puppies. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dean Cain has to get with Lori Holden. Is the date next? They go to the house. They have the date. I guess. No, they have the car ride. They have the they have the awkward car ride. Okay. They have the awkward car ride. Is that what's next? Uh, yeah, they meet him on the street. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They meet on the street and they're having yeah. conversation. Yeah. I don't even want to talk. Yeah. Uh, we, did we skip the scene where uh, Bailey and I hope we uh, did. what's the <laughs> what's the female dog's name uh, where they meet Tessa. and they Tessa oh, where uh, Bailey and Tessa meet each other and they they go up into the clouds and okay, yes. call yeah. at one another. Yeah. And yeah the first time Bailey sees her, clouds they float had around heavenly dog and, sex. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Which Dean Cain has one of those later on when he sees Lori oh, Holden was, in the street where they're great. both wearing angel wings running down the beach, but he keeps tripping and falling. Great. Because he's klutzy. Brilliant. 
brilliant Bailey's Billions. But yeah, eventually it gets set up that they have a a dinner date Mm -hmm. at Lori Holden's house. So he gets cleaned up and looks like good looking Dean Cain. Makeup montage. So he shows up and she's like, whoa. Took your glasses off and put a shirt on. How about that? He's Superman. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he they they all get along great. They're just about to kiss. And Bailey, Bailey pees on something. Starts pissing on something. Which sounds like a goddamn fire hose. I thought he'd like open up a sprinkler head or something, but he's just like, yeah, yeah, well, baby. And I thought that they were inside good. the house, and I thought he was just like soiling a carpet, <laughs> was what I thought was going to be happening, but no. No, suddenly he was, he's he was outside. In the backyard, staring at them, just be like, watch me. Yeah. Pee. And I don't even. What? I, right? I don't even know what else happened. This. <laughs> We'll this movie <laughs> was so much longer. It, I don't know how. What was the actual runtime on this? Ninety minutes. So much. Ninety minutes. So it was really ninety minutes. Dead ninety minutes. Scenes. So it's, many unnecessary scenes. There's so much that happens in this first hour that means nothing, nothing. because they don't introduce conflict to the plot. You know, because Jennifer Tilly and Tim Curry argue a lot in the beginning and say, "Oh, we need to do this," and he's like, "No, we can't," and they don't do anything. Until finally they're like, oh, wait, if we kidnap the dog, then they'll declare Dean Kane unfit to to preside over An the dog as its guardian. Take his yes. child away from yes, it. because it's already Put been it established. Because, and also, yes, Max Baker is following Lori Holden around, stalking her. Oh, yeah. He bugs every, her house. Every like s- sitting outside her house. And he's like, I'm here to check up on your child, see if you're still a fit mother or not. Mm-hmm. And like, we'll barge in at midnight at her house and be like. Do you know where your child is? You're an unfit mother. And so these are th- that's the main conflict through the mo- first half is her kid just running out of the house and doing whatever the hell she wants because Lori Holden is kind of an unfit mother. But yeah, yeah, she's not very. Yeah. Good. Max Baker trying to declare her an unfit mother for no particular reason other than she must have shot him down in high school. And uh, yeah, they finally decide, OK, we need to kidnap Bailey because that'll make Dean Kane an unfit mother exactly. and now everyone's unfit for anything. Did she Brilliant. go to high school in England? Uh, it's somewhere in Canada, I'm guessing. Okay. Saskatchewan. Because Max is, uh, is the Britishest person in the movie, despite Tim Curry actually being in the mm-hmm. movie. They should have switched roles, I think. I think Max should have been the bumbling... Uh, yeah, but I think Tim Curry was like, I not- want to work with Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I want to hug her a you lot. You know what? Oh. <laughs> I think oh, the man, two of them I... actually had fun together. I, they clearly Probably. Did. They, uh, they had fun together making this movie, just being insane and being like, ha, ah, fuck that director. Because little, they could uh, give zero shits about it. A yep. little yeah. affection gesture. The, they were just making more money. And they fall in the pool. And then they uh, grab each other and jump several yeah. times. That's yeah. what you would do if you were in a scene with Jennifer Tilly. That's what I would do. That's what I do with my wife. Yeah. The kids have discovered the puppy mill in the basement. They end up kidnapping the Jennifer Tilly and Tim Curry end up kidnapping Bailey because Bailey's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Bailey's like, do cats. <laughs> Let's yeah. go get the cats. Yoink. Did they, was was it established that they made themselves smell like cats? No. Or nope. it, was he just like, he hey, was just cats. like, hey, cats. He hates cats. Hates them. He's yeah. going to use his billions to eradicate cats. From oh, that's plan. right. That was his plan. So, genocide. Yes. Actual genocide. Correct. Was Bailey's plan. Yeah. 
So Bailey, unfit CEO. About midway through. Unfit billionaire. Bailey does get a bit of a power trip where he just acts like he no longer gives any fucks at all. He's he's not cute, cuddly puppy. No. He's, he's saying some things that are kind of not appropriate. Not at all. For a CEO of a major corporation. Yeah. Especially the things... That, no, I can't say that joke. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 Sorry. It's going to get cut. Yeah. Yeah. saying it'll just get cut yeah, anyway. Just, it's, yeah. it's already gone. <laughs> Oh man, that joke! Jesus, I wish we could oh, air it. Yeah. Wow. So. Jeez, I can't believe you'd say that. Let's try to go on. <laughs> Send it to me. I won't be back. So yeah, they kidnap Bailey. <laughs> Everyone is down. Like, and it's also one of those cases of you know my favorite thing in movies where all evidence to the contrary, except for one thing, mm-hmm. that someone who's untrustworthy and everyone knows it tells somebody, but they immediately believe the least trustworthy person on the planet. You go, oh well. Yeah, so they do that with Dean Kane where, well, you realize, like, because he's the only one who can talk to the dog, that he's full of shit, and the dog, you know, he just does whatever he wants, right? Which kind of makes some sense, but it's still, like, Laurie Holden's just like, yeah, yeah, that guy's full of shit, isn't he? Yeah. yeah they, they make fun of him throughout the whole movie, like, oh, he's wacky, he's crazy, he thinks he can talk to dogs, and he's supposed to be our hero? I guess. Sort but- of? Compared to everyone else, he's probably the most altruistic out of anybody. Mm. He's a nice guy. Like, like it's not like he had been mismanaging nice. the company. Mm-mm. Yeah, but yeah, he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and he's even like pinning on him. Well, he's even like when Bailey says stupid shit, he's misinterpreting for the good of the foundation. There's a lot of those jokes. Where oh, the he's dog a good is like, Yeah. Hey, go like, go roll in mud, you dumb cow. And he's like, Bailey says thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Bailey spends a lot of time calling people hairballs, which doesn't seem to make sense coming from a dog. I don't know how much dogs know about hairballs. Well, hair something balls, that, that sure. comes out of it's a one of cat. his cat insults. Yeah. yeah. He just uh, be a bad like insult. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, dogs are racist. I'll show myself out. It's right over there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they successfully kidnap Bailey. The kids break into the break into the puppy mill where they're keeping Bailey. But then they get themselves locked in because they forget the code to get out. Correct. Because they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lori Holden can't find them. Dean Kane gets hit on the head before he can even show up there. By nobody. That is never even explained. Nope. Just because very clearly point. Jennifer Tilly and Tim Curry are inside the building. Correct. Someone hit, clubs him in the back of the head and then the... Oh, it's Max. Max Magician. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's Max, the the evil Max evil Baker. British guy. Was Max it? British, the evil social. He wasn't worker. involved in any of that. He Why was involved I... in trying to uh, make the. He was trying to steal. Yeah, he went He'll to do them. anything uh, for what's children's yeah. to protect children. Yeah, at some point they just they, they fire Laurie Holden. The child catcher just out of spite, just to be dicks. <laughs> they fire Laurie Holden. Yeah, and then the dog catcher goes to them, or not dog catcher, the child whatever, catcher. The kid yeah, catcher. the the social worker guy sure. he goes to them and he's just like uh i want to find out about her to make sure like i want to find a way to take this child away from this woman and they're like well, they're like, well <laughs> let us help the best you thing ever. this sounds fantastic wow. jennifer tilly seductively falls down the stairs mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. Can, we, can we take a moment to talk about jennifer tilly's outfits we can in this movie we can go right ahead. all right so um all right, so let's see if I can remember some of that. The member, the first outfit, the first outfit she has is got the mink stole, which Bailey pulls off of her, and she goes into full on crazy sped up helicopter. Oh, she does mode. the cartoon helicopter. Great. Uh, when they're <laughs> yes. in the CEO boardroom, she has a giant feather plastic feather headdress 
mm-hmm. great. Uh, she comes in and berates uh, Lauren Holden uh, with a hand hat. It's a it's oh, a yeah. hat that looks like a hand. It's got like a felt yeah. hand. It's, it's got on like a felt hand on top of her it's head. Like a, like a yeah, is that hat, when she fires of. her? That's Is she when, wearing that? No, she just says, you know, you're an administrative assistant, which means you assist with administrating. I don't know. It was mm. terrible. And the hand has a big diamond ring on big it. Big diamond too. rings okay. and, and jewel, yeah. jewel nets. Uh, what else is she wearing? Um, those are the most memorable. Mm-hmm. She has a bathing suit. At one she point. has a bathing suit. She yeah. does wear a bathing suit. She hits the boom. Very nice low cut bathing <laughs> She suit. takes off her cover up and hits the boom mic with it. Yeah. They actually lose sound <laughs> yeah. for a second. It's quite a charming little yeah. fuck up in the movie. <laughs> They were probably both so drunk on set. They're just like, we're not doing another take. Yeah, no, Jesus. We're lucky she even said the words. (laughs) Throw her in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they get Bailey and then they go, all right, now we're going to go to the court and get him declared unfit and get a retrial and get the the (laughs) will overthrown. Yes. And we'll get all the money. Yep. Hooray. This works. Yeah, because justice moves quick in Canada or wherever they are, because this has all happened in the span of one day. Basically, it happened that night that they kidnapped the dog, kidnapped these people, went on TV, went on TV, begging the dog to come back and then are in the court that afternoon. Well, everyone's getting, in line, everyone, getting the hearing. Yeah, everyone's in line for health care. So they, the courts are just, please come in. <laughs> Want Chuck, to try something? Yeah. Chuck, do the, do the, do the dinner for Tilly impression. What? When she, when she wants the dog back. The acting impression. Oh, bring our dog back. Oh, it's, oh. oh she gives this impassioned plea on Plaintive television. Whale. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, man, it's so good. They're both pretty good in this now. Uh, overly convincing, we love this dog. Please return mm. the dog to us. Flip up a picture of dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look but, at our beloved Bailey. Uh, but yeah, so they, this, in the whole time during this court scene, the judge is cracking walnuts with his gavel. Why? And they're flying all over the courtroom. Yeah, I he's not know, even but, like cracking walnuts to eat them. He's just smashing the shit out of them with yes. the gavel. Over like, and, like people over in the again. audience are getting pelted by. I'm pretty sure he hit Minnie Driver in the eye one time. Yeah. The Canadian court system is funded by walnuts. Oh, is it walnut-based? Yeah. Like, whichever side gets the most walnut crumbs at the end wins? Yes. Okay. It's really just sort of like a how you judge witches. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's the point of which the same is yeah, the he's, walnuts scraped off the he's floor. He's just hitting the walnuts throughout the trial, and whatever side has the most crap on it. I should put a better attention in Canada class. You should have, because this shit is fascinating. it's happening right now, Canada mm-hmm. class. Canada mm-hmm. class. Man. They have colored money. Welcome it's to BMF colors. class. That's Everybody racist. has colored money but the U.S. Mm-hmm. What? It's different sizes, too. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's like Monopoly money. Yeah. We're just trying to keep blind people out of the U.S. Or keep blind people out of the monetary system. No, we're just trying to scam blind people. That, too. Yeah. Huh. You gave me a 20. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's $100 back. <laughs> right. That's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, it all comes back to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Best so John far, Lovitz tonight. But yeah, because, because Bailey has been, they chloroformed Bailey, by the way. That was great. When they caught him. Hey, they Bailey, does this smell like chloroform to you? Yeah, and they, chlor- like they chloroform Lori Holden when she shows up. She's just like getting her children. Yeah, Don't they get like, her twice? Well, they get her at least what It's like, hi, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so through the second half of the movie, well, the, the third act of the movie, hmm. Bailey is out of commission. Like, there's very little John Lovitz. Yeah. There's very little John Lovitz. Just 
period. Bailey I, is not the focus of this movie. No. no. Like, he's talked about a lot. His but billions are the focus of yeah. this movie. Bailey's, well, that's, I guess it's that's like, accurate. It's like yeah. Brewster's mm-hmm. millions. Right. Brewster isn't. Apparently cheap animal animation, speaking animation is much, much more expensive in Canada. Mm-hmm. Much, much more difficult to do. Mm. Yeah. I, I would have thought he would have been cracking jokes left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but You would no. think, but John Lovitz is very reserved in this role. Yeah. Yeah. But subtle he's not really in it that much near the end of it anyway but so they do they go through and establish to the judge that hey he can say whatever he wants and nobody can contest it because nobody speaks dog and he probably doesn't either because he's a crazy person (laughs) the judge is like yeah that's kind of weird that's that makes sense nobody speaks dog and then they're like is he going to show up for this hearing and they're like nah 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 he's busy trying to save Lori holden who is murdering uh the bald dude who was singing opera yeah. send him to cucamonga yeah they send him through a packing machine which will comically pack anything yeah you put puppy in. packing of course machine. because so, this, it's a cartoon so yeah. he's suffocated in packing material most likely he's dead because yep. he is never seen again but he's dead but yeah dean kane happens to pull up same time say oh hey guys oh oh <laughs> crap i need to get to the state. i need to get to the hearing yeah at this point, Jennifer Tilly brings in Bailey and is like, oh, Bailey came to me and ran to me and he loves me and we saved, we saved Bailey, which no one finds suspicious in any way. And the judge no, is like, like the judge, it, well, <laughs> I kind of like that the judge up. is just like, oh, good. That means this is over. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Play golf. Good. You guys, you win. Yep. Here you Yay. go. You, you get the dog. You the dog's here. Money. Yeah. Dean Kane never showed up. So I guess you win. I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. Well, to which, of course, the girl shows up and she's like, they run an inhumane puppy mill. <gasps> and, and here's some pictures. Yeah. And <gasps> that kid's camera suddenly comes in handy because he has <sighs> taken pictures of the puppy mill. And, that high quality digital. Kid. Yeah. And that is all the mm-hmm. evidence they need to overturn everything. To it's which, just pictures of dogs. Yeah. It's, there's no like framing. There, no. There's no Cages. identifying anything. And but this is a, this is Canadian courts. Yeah. And, under Canadian law, know. that's OK. <laughs> Canadian is very very similar to kangaroo and because of the similarity between those words they must run canadian courts like kangaroo courts gotcha um, it's, it's true the walnut says so right mm-hmm. yep and this yeah. walnut sitting across from me said so too yeah so suddenly tim curry throws himself jokes. at the mercy of the court says it was all jennifer tilly's fault yes. and she freaks out and tries to run out of the courtroom after screaming at him that he's an idiot and then the the bailiff almost kind of strategically her. snatches her up yeah. in her flattest area, <laughs> which these days is <laughs> I not. Think, I think that guy goes nowhere. For, like, that, that dude goes for an ass grab. I'm yeah, sorry. Was yeah. If you, I mean, even though she's kind of old hat, um, it's still, if you get a she chance to grab, old hat. if you get a chance to grab Jennifer Tilly, sure. eh, you'll be like the millionth guy, but still. Wow. <laughs> No Man. offense, Jennifer Tilly. Wow. I'm just listening to this podcast. Listen, I'm, hoping her feelings. I'm hoping she listens and then like gets mad at us on Twitter or something. It's publicity. That, that, that'd be great for us. Ms. If she Tilly, could stop I playing poker for two seconds. <laughs> nope. Not happening. But yeah, so uh, it's overturned and then cut to six months later and they're all living out on the farm. They're Which means actually, they're all dead. So they actually have the farm. Dead. That all those dogs go to. Dead. They that is the farm. Yep. And even Dead. Max even Max. Max is, is a puppy love ranch. Yeah. Max gets goes to go to the ranch too and he's like, Oh hey. He has friend. to run free with yeah. the other 
dead dogs <laughs> with the, the other, other children with the other yeah. abandoned children yes yeah. even even the other children that dad, died when you were in absentee dad drops elementary school he's like here run free son yep go to them yeah and crossover he, doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> and john edward was there and it was a good <laughs> yeah. it was a grand old time had by everyone yeah. mm-hmm. there were hints of that the whole Dean Cain dream sequence where yeah. they're running with angels. That was they, foreshadowing. Yeah, they had angel wings. They were dead. I think oh this my is all. God. That's the whole movie. That was my theory. Yeah, it's all taking place in Dean Cain's head. They died on the way to the ARF corporate meeting. Yes. Oh my God. Huh. Dean Dean Holy Cain got shit. hit in the head. Yeah. And that was the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he died. Oh my God. And now wow. he's now he's just a beep. He's 40 beats it's all a coma dream after like the <laughs> yeah. first 10 minutes. It's like Dallas. Wow. Whoa. My mind. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. My God. So with that revelation, Nobody shot anybody want to rate this? Yes. We should all do that because it's in our charter. <laughs> our charter? We have a charter? I didn't, I didnn't sign anything. <laughs> yeah. That's what they pay us for. Yeah. You don't get any paid shit. This is. All right. Let's go in like alphabetical order. Starting with Walt. That's right. <laughs> Because in Canada, <laughs> W is at the front of the That's alphabet. Right. Yes. All it's right. Canadian. So, um, W A F M Q. I think. Uh, I think throughout the movie, uh, this movie. Oh God, it's awful. the The costume designer for Jennifer Tilly is the only thing that saves this thing from being full on five. Uh, oh, the scene with the uh, the bald guy singing opera and holding the puppies. That, that makes was, it worse. That got a laugh. That was pretty good. Um, was there anything else in the movie that we that we genuinely found amusing or entertaining in any way, shape, or form? Kind of. Mm, I, uh, can, you'll tell. I'm sure you'll remember them. Sure. But uh, I will give it four bags. Wow. It doesn't get five because of the scene with the ball guy singing opera and Jennifer Tilly's wardrobe. It's a good box quote. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to reverse alphabetical order. Is that how it's happening here? Was that we're going to reverse alphabetical order here? Canadian, Canadian alphabetical order. Okay, so I guess which means, means Harlow actually has to go now. Right. But Thank you. Because of our charter, Harlow not being here, we default to you, sir. Okay. Right. Ah. Uh, right. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to think. I'm going three bags. This is. Uh, it's. It feels really long. It feels really long because they should have introduced conflict earlier and they don't. And then they just kind of go in circles for a while in the beginning. And then they go in circles for a while in the end. And the music, I can't overstate how overbearing the music in this is. Mm. And it's weird because like you can tell, you know, obviously this is a movie aimed at children, but there's a lot of stuff with Jennifer Tilly and Tim Curry, where they're talking about fiduciary trusts and like all these things they are like, Kids have no idea what the fuck you're saying. And also, you're saying it for like five minutes. They do not straight. give a shit. They do not give a shit. It's just yeah. Kids want the dogs being cute, saying cute things, and the dogs kind of don't do shit in this movie. No, the dog, the dog. It's so little dog. Yeah, they also I wanted make more dog. So not three bags. They also make references that do sexual acts that are not veiled well enough for children. Mm-hmm. Especially with the jumping together and going humpy, 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 humpy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn between uh, two ratings right now. Um, five bags and dear sweet Jesus five bags? No, not quite 
not quite that bad. Close. Four and a half and four and three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not enough that's outright offensive and soul crushing about this movie to quite bring it to a five, but it's. It definitely is a four. It's. Uh, I'm just so tired of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It went on it, for 90 minutes. It felt like it really did feel like we were going to be here till, you know, one o'clock in the morning because. I'm pretty sure one of you had a birthday while we were here. Yeah, at least two birthdays. But one of us had two birthdays while yes. we were here. It's complicated. It's Canadian Weird. time. I think we missed a week of Dogust. We were dog there birthdays. So long. Yeah, dog birthdays. Yeah, Canadian Dogust. Mm. August. Uh I'm gonna give it a jocks. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a single jocks. I'm and giving the, up on you. Okay, that's fine. Do you want to come back, Chuck? Please, I, please tell us why, Chuck. I don't, please. I don't fucking care. Please. Uh, I could. I could probably point to twenty things in this movie that, albeit small, were not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. When I think of something like what we watched last week, Chomps, which was just basically pure torture. Like, that was solely aimed at kids, and there was nothing in it redeemable whatsoever. And then I look at this, and there were moments along the way where, yeah, the scene was bad, but there's a moment in the scene that's genuinely entertaining, even if it's just a moment. So it was not in any way soul-crushing to me, because I knew that it seemed like, at the very least, the actors were having a good time. They they weren't doing it to collect a paycheck. They were, I mean, they obviously were, but still, mm-hmm. they were... They were they were all in on the dumbass movie. Oh, they were acting their asses off, every single one of them. Yeah, I mean Jennifer Tilly does not need money. She absolutely doesn't need money. She's got Simpsons money. She doesn't have to come in and and do anything ever again. Mm-hmm. So, for for I don't know. I it, it's you know it's inconsequential. It it doesn't. It, I would never watch it again. But if you if I had to sit down and make like a ten minute video of it, I could. There's enough in it to where I could put together like. Here's the best of Bailey's Billions. Ten minutes of Bailey's Billions. Well, as we, as we established, there's a bunch of Bailey's Billions in this movie. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. just jammed pack of movie. Did you say Jennifer Tilly has Simpsons money? Yeah. She was married to like Sam Simon or something like that and then oh, divorced okay. him oh, okay. and then gets all the Simpsons money. Okay, I got you. I so like, she, I don't remember Jennifer Tilly yeah. in anything Simpsons related. Yeah. Is that okay. why she's in so many movies where she appears in a courtroom? Could be. As the... <laughs> person who is getting money from somebody could who, be she may like to just rub the that money in, in every scene yeah yeah could be so waterboarding pleasant compared to electro testicle shock uh okay yes sure. all right one bat one jock one jock i've right. seen a hell of a lot worse last week we watched a hell of a lot worse than this i'm glad i wasn't here then yeah yeah me too actually Holy i was crap. The, Concerning... the worst thing our movies can be is boring yeah. The mm. worst thing our movies can be is boring. This and was I, getting boring. It at was, least, uh, it was mm. long. At least it conflict long. happened at some point. Yeah. But yeah. But there was at least an energy to this movie where stuff was happening and maybe eventually at some point someone did something entertaining. Mm. They they definitely could have shaved about An 15 hour. minutes off of this movie. Oh, okay. And they, they could have probably <laughs> shaved one of the dogs too. I don't know. That would have been amusing. Well, the dog had a beard dicky. <laughs> that that <did> just beard. <laughs> what? It was weird. I think they did it because they had three different dogs 
And so they needed a way to make them all look the same. And they just had this. Oh, so this they just weird, put the beard on the dog. Weird chest yeah, beard was, thing. It was that was freaky. Beard. I wasn't sure. Yeah. If, I wasn't sure if retrievers had that naturally, or it was just some do kind of have like you know a, a mane. But that this was, was clearly like a hey, hang that on the dog. It'll be funny. <laughs> all right, and we're rolling. <laughs> so, yep. All right. So should we take a break? I yeah. Think break Woo-hoo. is a great idea. Let's break. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast, second half. Second half. This is the half where we talk about things that weren't the movie that we watched and talked about in the first half. Better things. Better things. Wonderful things. Wonderful, wonderful things. We are going to talk about some movies. We are. And then we're going to uh, do some some correspondence. correspondence. We're going to shake out the old mail sack. Yeah. Yeah. Shake that sack. Mm -hmm. Air it out. comes out. Yeah. Waft a little bit of that <laughs> sacky goodness over yeah. onto the onto the fans. But before then, yeah, we got some new release movies. Oh, you guys are going to talk the big, oh, yeah, the big one. Oh boy, uh, Walt Zark and Three I Cowboys. went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell yes, Yay. we did. I'm... Holy crap, it was good. Well, Holy yeah. crap, I I haven't seen it yet. I'm so jealous. I was very glad that it lived up to my expectations for it. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Um, you know, in I don't I don't know if I had really high expectations or if I just had expectations of hoping that it would not fall flat on its face because it very easily could have fallen flat on its face mm-hmm. just with the tone that they went for. And uh, but man, they knocked it out of the damn part. It was so good. It's yeah. so good. Uh, the best part, I thought, like I remember watching the trailer and going, this looks like exactly my type of movie. Like this looks like it was made by people that get me and they didn't even spoil half of the great jokes no. in that movie. No, it, it's as because it is like it is funny nonstop. Right. And a lot of action comedies are really funny in the first half. They're really are really funny in the first third half, two thirds of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then at some point they just say, OK, dispense with all the amusement and let's get down to the action. Let's resolve the plot. Let's beat the villain. You know, let's, yeah. you know, oh, you know, loving partner dies, whatever. But. Even I mean, up until the end, the entire way, every few minutes, there was a, a laugh out loud money, a moment. It was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So good. And yeah, and they really they did a great job of giving all the characters time to shine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zoe Saldana's is probably the only one that doesn't quite match up to the rest of the group because she kind of has to play the straight man mm-hmm. throughout to everyone else because, you know, Chris Pratt is doing his Chris Pratt thing, but it's exactly what this movie needs is in that you've got a guy who is willing to tell the movie that it's being stupid and no, kind of get away with sense, it. But all right, I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and he kind of starts out it, like he could have just been a Han Solo character and just done that. And the movie would have been just great, but he adds a lot more layers to it. And, he gives the connection that you need for something like this, where you Absolutely. need an every man that's kind of like, well, shit, but who hell? also gets to do some awesome stuff by the end of it. Right. And uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I was really surprised at how they handled the tone of this movie 
because you know when you when you have this movie you know the they have to set up the conflict and this conflict is really really serious you know they're going to kill everyone you know lots and lots of people are going to die mm-hmm. but this is a comedy and you know how do you they just handled very well the threat of billions of people dying in an instant and at the same time being able to make silly jokes all along the way and mm-hmm. just amazing the way that they were able to to move from comedy to serious and back again with little or no break in any sort of the in any action whatsoever it was amazing yeah i mean they do they do so many things right in that they're willing to undercut a dramatic moment with a joke yes but not every single dramatic Mm -hmm. moment because there's one near the end where i thought they were going to go for an easy joke and they don't and it makes that moment work 10 times better because they didn't undercut it at that point which they do a lot earlier trying to think of which moment you're talking about but you can tell me later so yeah it involves rocket and drax okay yes that's a really good moment Yeah. yeah that's a really good moment and and yeah drax uh dave batista is he he almost steals and him and bradley cooper are just stealing the movie left and right i mean if that's possible yeah and they all and i'd say they all stole the movie it was just Mm -hmm. amazing i would have thought sooner somebody would have just been background but nobody was background Mm -hmm. every every single one of them they've got that ensemble marvel has that ensemble cast plot and you know giving everybody a few minutes to shine everybody a few Mm -hmm. minutes to do something and be amazing and be funny and be cool everybody gets that 10 15 minutes and but just um, unbelievable. You got to go yeah. see it. I'm going to go see it again. It works. I, I think it works so well because it's really like the writing is stellar and it's not improv based waiting on someone to say something goofy. Yes. It's all, it's very much yes. like, like all Drax's humor comes from the fact that this is a guy who his alien species or whatever doesn't understand how metaphors work. So when we say stupid earth things, you know, like, like well, this happens more than once with him and other characters, but you know, when they say, say, well, you know, some things just go over his head and he's like, no, nothing goes over my head. I have very good reflexes. Yeah. You know, there's just like the comedy comes from all the fish out of water stuff that right. they do with him and with, and with Chris Pratt's character mm-hmm. as well, that it, there's just, there's so much going on. And I think what I liked most about this is it feels very much like a throwback to early eighties, like adventure fantasy type movies that they just don't make anymore. I heard a lot of people throw out ice pirates, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Yeah. Cause I think like, I think there's, there's a bit of star Wars in it, but there's not as much star Wars as you would think. I think it's roots are much more in stuff like ice pirates and even like Buckaroo Bonsai mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. this whole world is implied and some of it. Yeah. You've got to explain it because you don't want to lose people. But there's so much of it that's just allowed to exist and be like, yeah, there's this crazy thing. Who cares? Doesn't matter. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. Like, that's not important. Yeah. And and they really, the Marvel aspect of it gives it a, a slight framework of it. Be, but because it's Marvel space, it's not nearly as well known as, as the Earth-based stuff. You know, Captain America, you know, everybody's got a pretty good idea of Iron Man and Captain America and mm-hmm. those kind of things. But I mean almost nobody knows anything about the Marvel space stuff, which is, I mean, it's just downright weird sometimes. And yeah. I'll admit, I know nothing about any of that. So it was weird to me to watch a Marvel movie and have no frame of reference for anything that's right. happening in it. But the, it didn't matter if Marvel, if Marvel had nothing to do with this movie, this still would have been a good movie. It still would have been a well-written, um, 
you know, and, and yeah, like you were saying, the improv stuff in, you know, I don't know if it was Batista actually knowing how to act or James Gunn directing him. He had great timing on everything. They, mm-hmm. I mean, there was, it was very clearly, you know, say this line right after he says this, say this in this way, say it right mm-hmm. like this. So, I mean, cause I, I don't know that Batista's next necessarily a great thespian, but yeah, he but having seen exactly, some of his previous uh, endeavors, <laughs> right? Yeah, he, well, he's exactly what that character needed to be, though. Right, and it, that's the thing about so many of them, like Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel, for that matter. Like, there was a point where it just didn't even occur to me that they were these guys speaking lines. Like, they were those characters. Yeah, it's great effects, really, really good effects all mm-hmm. around. Um, just you gotta go see this movie it's so good yeah it's full of heart it's it really it 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 balances so many things it, it was everything i would want in a movie honestly it may i can't think of anything that they did that i didn't like the only thing i didn't like i could possibly complain about is i felt like michael rooker was just doing uh merle from walking dead with blue mm-hmm. paint on yeah that's yeah. about the only complaint i could have about that movie but that character was still fun he was doing a lot of it. He was doing it. He was doing it full bore blue mm-hmm. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, I loved Lee Pace as the villain. Lee Pace is um, I, I only know him as an actor from Pushing Daisies, which is an amazing television show. If you haven't seen it, uh, Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. Lee Pace. Um, quirky. He on, he's on Halt and Catch Fire yep. as well right now. Yep. Yeah, it's a quirky little ABC drama that lasted for maybe two seasons, maybe only one. Two, two seasons, just terrific. I mean, um, so many good things, and you know, just this weird, weird little conceptual show that you just don't see on television. That mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, it's too rare to live. You know, it's just a really good little show. Yeah. But I thought he was great as this evil, evil son of a bitch who wanted to kill everybody. Really, yeah, really surprising. I, I thought he was a little dull, but I think that worked because the characters were so big for the good guys. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been Marvel's thing. Yeah. Is they're always pushing their main characters above their villains. Like, lo- we, unless Loki's involved, it's kind of like right. nobody even remembers the villain's name by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And it does fall into the whole, we got a big third act giant, all sorts of shit is blowing up and we're going to end up destroying a city at the end type thing that all the Marvel movies have kind of slipped into at this point. And yeah. they also have the cosmic thing, you know, the MacGuffin. It, well, it's not really a MacGuffin because a MacGuffin is something that doesn't matter. Whereas these things actually matter. Like if someone has it, then they're super powerful. You know, a MacGuffin is just like, just nothing that it's inconsequential. It's strictly a plot device. And that's why I think calling them MacGuffins is a little off. But right. but there's still that whole like, yeah, you know, fantasy films always have that one magical item that everything revolves. Around. You know, Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. friggin title of the movie. has yeah. got the thing in it. But I, I think they got I think they were able to get away with a lot of uh, with treating the city being destroyed and lots of people being in peril by making it another planet so that it wasn't like, holy shit, they are destroying Chicago. I know that building, you know, I know people that live Mm -hmm. around there, that sort of thing versus, you know, Oh, it's Zaxaran. I don't know anything about Zaxaran. That looks like a big building. (laughs) I hope those pink chicks don't die. I know it's fun. It's definitely worth seeing. I absolutely loved it. It was exactly the type of movie for me and Mm -hmm. had everything I could possibly want in a big summer 
action adventure movie. Yeah, I, it, it may be the best movie I've seen all year. That's just really, really good. It's way up there. Fun, fun, yeah. fun. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the few that connected on the level that something like Scott Pilgrim did for mm-hmm. me, where it feels like I would have loved to have been a part of making this. You know, and, and if it's one of those things where it just because it feels like it's so in tune with my tastes, it feels like I would have gotten along with everyone that was there. Excited to know? come to work. Yeah. <laughs> First one there, last one to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, um, or at least some positive uh, comparisons to sort of the Firefly serenity feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair comparison in, in sort of a... Yeah, for the most part, these guys are just in it for the money. Lovable robes. And they're mm-hmm. kind of just tossed together because that's the way things worked out. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, there there is a lot of, hey, we just want our little piece of the galaxy, you know, and then eventually they realize kind of, well, if we don't do something, we don't get a galaxy anymore. <laughs> like, you know, everything will be destroyed. So yeah, might as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, cool. so it's kind of the reluctant hero type thing going on, but they, they put a nice spin on all of it. So hmm. Chuck. Yes, sir. You got the other most recent stuff. I watched a couple of new to blue yeah. movies. Uh, I watched Noah. Noah. Which is a... From the director of Black Swan. Yes. How was that? It's uh, it's all right. Obviously, like, okay, so the... It's based on a true story. Like, like the historical story uh, yeah. is, is very briefly written. There's not a lot to work with there. So they had to fill in some gaps with some stuff. And they made that stuff sort of fantasy esque, mm-hmm. which I believe pissed off a lot of people, but I thought was pretty dope. They had like big old rock lords and monsters and fire swords and all kinds of awesome shit. Anthony yep. Hopkins just going fucking mental on things, and you know, like it, it's it's not one of those movies like you know, I I was in heaven's waiting room or whatever that movie is mm-hmm. where the fucking kids are just like i've seen jesus you know it's th- yeah. those greg kinnear movies that come out every six months where it's yeah. just like oh what happened to greg kinnear uh mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not one of those it's not like oh russell crowe's now making jesus movies no he's making movies where he's fighting rock lords and you know yeah that kind of thing and there's big epic battles and stuff like it that, just seemed so. like a weird thing like that wasn't going to please anybody yeah because the people that wanted for a religious thing are like oh what is all this other crap and then the people that wanted all the other crap were like, oh, it's all this religious stuff in here. You know, it, it feels like it was one of those movies that kind of. The the weird thing is, is that the core story should please those people just fine. Like there, there's nothing in it that's like, oh, that just goes against my beliefs. No, it's it's about God is like man has fucked up this world. And so I'm starting over and this is how it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. I, there's nothing in it that's really like offensive on either side. It's not so Jesusy that it's just like people who aren't of that persuasion are just gonna be like, God, this movie's just so preachy. Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. And then the other side, I think the I think the other side just gets offended because it's not their vision of what it should be yeah. or what they were told. Like I know the story. But when it was playing out on screen, I'm like, I'm going to have to look at Wikipedia because I don't remember this at all. What is going on? <laughs> so so was it a good movie? Did yeah, you like it? Yeah, it was entertaining. It's it, the only flaw in it really is that the the third act basically comes in the middle of the film. Like the 
right before the flood, big epic battle, all this crazy mm-hmm. shit happens, and then there's like another hour of movie, and you're like, what are they gonna do now? It's kind of like 2012, where it's like all the stuff mm-hmm. that you expect to happen in 2012 happens, and then they get on boats, and it's like, well, wait, this movie's kind of over as far as my knowledge of this movie. Yeah. What are they gonna do for the next 90 minutes? Hmm. That That's kind of what this movie is. There's it kind of slows down and then there's never that sort of like third act of wow bigger than the action of the second half. Hmm. That's it's really only flaw. Yeah. It peaks so. too early. Yeah. Hmm. But it's all right. Yeah. Um but then I watched Nonstop with Mr. Action Star Liam Neeson. That movie's really dumb. I've heard that that <laughs> is like that but, movie is just pleasantly dumb. But yes, dumb in the best way. Yeah. It's just like about five minutes in, you're like, oh, Liam Neeson, why are you still doing this? But about six minutes in, you're like, hell yeah, let's do this. This is just the <laughs> stupidest thing. It's just, it, it's it's one of those movies that's just so dumb that, like, if, if you wanted to sit there and nitpick it, you could just be angry. But if you just want to have a good time, just go with it. Yeah. It's it's pure nonsense, but it's it's very good at that nonsense. It's it's executing like the nonsense in the worst possible in the best possible way. Uh, the the reveal of the the thing at the end is kind of like oh really? But then like it goes even crazier after that. So you're like ah whatever. As long as that led to that, I'm okay with it. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. there's kind of a reveal where you're just like ooh this is that was badly written. <laughs> yeah, it, that that feels like a throwback because like the '90s had a lot of that type. of it's stuff. It's very executive decision esque. Yeah. Which is a movie I just love. It's just Kurt Russell <laughs> hiding in the underbelly of an airplane with his with this SWAT team, and he doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. anything that's going on, and they're trying to defuse bombs and stuff, and like the bomb expert has been you know paralyzed. It's it's just yeah. it's just dumb. It's just dumb airplane movie dumbness. So that sounds great. Yeah, like everyone's shifty eyed, and it's just like oh, I bet it's him now, and oh, I bet it's her, and then. I, it's everyone. It's, they're all guilty. What's going on? You know, it's <laughs> Liam Neeson's crazy. He's on drugs. What's happening? So any wolves in it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give too much Wait. away. You, you don't get to see what's in the the cargo area of the plane. Oh. Um, is it a plane carrying wolves? <laughs> Spoiler free cast. Spoiler free snakes, cast. perhaps. Maybe snakes and wolves I, I teamed up. I, again, I don't want to. I've had it with these motherfucking wolves <laughs> on these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah, they're, they're snake riding wolves, is what I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. The snakes would ride the wolves, wouldn't they? Snake no. riding wolves. How big are these snakes that the yeah. wolves can ride them? That's Giant that's snakes. that's why. Giant it's, snakes. Yeah, that's why you have yeah. to watch this movie. That's where the crazy is. But yeah, I mean, I'd recommend both those. I, I think okay. for a, for an afternoon, those are both pretty good. Right on. I like it. So BJ. Yeah. You've been catching up on movies? Uh, a little bit. I, I wouldn't yeah. say I've been catching you, up right now. You've got a new hobby, watching movies. Yeah. I have, um, Sweet. <laughs> I've gotten distracted from my list of shame in favor of kung fu movies, because that's yeah. been... There's absolutely kind of, nothing wrong with that. No, no. There's no right. shame in that Hell game. Hell yeah. Um, I've just really like been in the mood for them. And I tried to watch, um, I tried to watch Iron Monkey 2 against, uh, against some recommendations. I was like, you know what? It's Donnie Yen, and it's got uh, Yen Wu Ping as the fight choreographer, but you don't actually get to see any of uh, any of th- that amazing fight choreography because it's quick cuts and a heap and helping of 
unintelligible bullshit. Mm. Um, I made it 41 minutes out of 90 into that movie uh, before I actually shut it off. And I don't usually shut movies off. I'll usually oh, stick shame. it out. Wow. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's only a 90-minute movie. I yeah, can understand it's, if it's like Grandmaster where it's like, all right, you're in for two hours and 45 minutes of this. Right. And if you get 41 minutes in, you're still yeah. early enough to cut it off. Um, it's just, it just was not really good. Um, mm. It was hard to follow and the dubbing was really bad and... It's just it's just too much of a mess, and I just couldn't I couldn't handle it. So I watched uh, Wing Chun instead, which was a Ooh. vastly superior movie. Um, Cotton Belly, yeah, Cotton Belly. Um, again, uh, Donnie Yun or Donnie Yen. Um, so did everybody Wing Chun that yes, night? I. You don't know how many times I made that joke. <laughs> like it's a it's an hour and thirty five minutes, and I probably made that joke um, ninety five times, but. Uh, no, it was it was really good. Um, it's it's Yen Wuping directed uh, Michelle Yao, Donnie Yen, um, some other guys that you might know, but I don't really because I'm not that into kung fu movies yet. I'll know them mm-hmm. eventually, I guess. But um, this was way more kind of in my you know in my zone as far as kung fu movies. Um, Michelle Yao is awesome. And she's kind of the kind of the focus of it. So, uh, what what is the plot of Wing Chun? Uh, are they all trying to have fun? They on are a all trying night? to have. They're <laughs> not on a particular night, but you know, every night they're trying to okay. have fun. Um, it's sort of a, a bit of mistaken identity and some uh, bandits. <laughs> There's mistaken identity. There's bandits. There's uh, is tofu. this a period piece or like modern day or what? period piece? It's period piece. Okay. It's definitely period. period. Piece. Um, I mean, it's not like for some reason kung fu movies never never feel like period pieces to me. It's not like you know. Well, there was the like, age of kung fu. It's right. It's not like it's not like Gone with the Wind kind of period piece. It's a it's a kung fu movie, and it they just take place whenever they take place. Most mm-hmm. haven't seen any that are like you know kung fu in space future yet i don't think but right. i would watch all of them if that was a thing that somebody showed me that existed i hear it's called guardians of the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> is that is that kung fu in space uh-huh. uh, okay mm-hmm. i will watch that there's some kung fu but they do. Um, mm-hmm. no i really enjoyed wing chun um i would suggest if you've liked if you liked any of the other things that any of the other kung fu movies that i mentioned that i liked you would like this as well um Maybe a little bit more talky than uh, than some of the others that I've mentioned, but still really good. There's lots of lots of good ass beatings in it, and uh, Donnie Yen is amazing to watch on film. Cool, Walt. Speaking of kung fu movies, I saw um, the Man of Tai Chi, Man of Tai Chi, which is uh, a movie I believe directed by Keanu Reeves. Uh, and starring Keanu Reeves as the bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a uh, it's a modern kung fu movie set uh, in today's modern times with the cell phones and the computers, hmm. and uh, it's uh, there's uh, there's I forget who the lead guy is, but he does a really good job. He falls into an illegal fighting ring, which Keanu Reeves runs, and is very. Hmm, now you all die. And uh, Keanu Reeves actually fights near the end. And he's uh, 
he's kind of lost a step since the matrix, but uh, the movie does a really good job of, he still knows all of his choreography. He knows all the moves and he still hits his marks really well. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, lots and lots of fighting. Um, they don't usually, they don't have a whole lot of, they do a very good job of keeping the focus on the fight with minimal cuts during them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a really good movie and it's on Netflix streaming as of right now. So whenever you're listening now, man it's streaming. of Tai Chi, man of Tai Chi. Cool. Cool. So I hear we've got a backlog of emails. Yeah. Mail I'm sack. just, uh, Reach into the mail sack. Yeah, we got a few uh, from back in the day. Ah, we get to we've just period pieces. Yeah, <laughs> period pieces of mail. But uh, we, what do you think we're, of these? We're gonna new we're gonna talkies. catch on up on a few here. But uh, first one is from Scott Two, who has never met a pun that he doesn't want to mutilate, okay. and uh, he says, "I love you, Scott." Title of his email is "Making a mold of your keyboard is typecasting." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greetings, Casties. Since I'm not a boxer, I'll try to be brief. Scott, Scott, Scott. Brilliant, Scott. You're deserving got, of Bailey's Billions. He's got a theme episode for us. Ooh. Uh, okay. He says, Deuce of Spades. Pair of James Spader movies in a drive-in style double feature. And yes, I'm talking about Tough Turf and the New Kids. All right. Could make for an interesting show since both movies have almost the same premise, but are very unique in tone and style. And not to overplay my hand, but you got a bonus playing card pun since Lori Laughlin in the new kids also starred in full house. So All yeah, right. full house playing. So that's the deal. Pun. Be cool. If you guys can work it into the shuffle, but you're still aces. <laughs> if you discard it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We talked about that at one point. Cause I yeah. think tough turf came up and we talked about like, I've seen tough turf in the new kids, mm-hmm. but I can't remember which one Spader's the good guy in and which one he's the bad guy in, but they're basically the same movie. Okay. Yeah. But, but they're both pretty good. In their own terrible way. Yeah. Uh, we, we're, we'll see if we ever do a double feature again, but we could do Spader Timber. Spader Timber? Spade. Spade Prol. Spade Month? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever month is Bob Barker. Spade you wearing. Spade your pets. We'll do. Yes. Bob, Bob Barker's Barker James month. Spader, your pets. Right. Spade Timber. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a couple here from Kyle because this is how the backlog ended up. Okay. But uh, Kyle writes in and says, uh, Undead. Says, what up, no court? Oh, wait. Right, dudes. Wrong obsession. What up, Bamfcast? Kyle here. Medium time <laughs> listener. First time writer of, this, of your podcast. I don't know if you've already seen it, but I'm here to suggest a fun little bad film from Australia. 2005's Undead, directed by the Spearig Brothers. That's all you could want in a flick. Zombies, zombie fish. Homemade triple barrel shotguns, a pageant queen fighting the undead, a sci-fi twist, and dialogue dialogue like, in my day, we respected our elders. We didn't eat them. If you haven't already seen it, you should check it out. Could be BMF material. Crash and burn. Pimps don't commit suicide. Kyle. So for my daughter's iPod because my space phone battery was dead. Oh, dear. So 2005's Undead. Hmm. You seen it, Walt? I have not seen that. Why not? That I know of. Kyle wants Australia to watch it. isn't real. I don't know, but uh, I like the idea of zombie fish. I do, yeah. That, that sounds that great. That my interest. Sure. Zombie fish. Because mm. what's scarier than regular fish? No. Zombie fish. Zish. Zish. Zishes. Not even part I of like the circle zishes. of life. And then, uh, so eaten by a zombie fish. That yeah. sucks. 
then uh, because wow. we because we have a backlog here, Kyle, uh, we got another one from Kyle here. He says, "Enter the war zone." Hey, Kyle. He said, "What up, guys? It's Kyle." Hi. The thing you walk through between rooms, hall. <laughs> he's going for a Steve. Is that, is that he's, his... he's going for Steve here in like the bird. Okay. Thing. I love That's, this fans. Keep it up. Yeah. But he said, uh, "I'm almost caught up on all the older older podcast episodes, but I'm not finding a film I thought for sure you would have done." Punisher Warzone. Ooh. Much like the Dolph Lundgren original, this Ray Stevenson starring flick goes for over-the-top action, but it goes way over the top. Faces caved in with punches, heads exploded by bullets, death by chair, death by fire, brutal crazy deaths throughout. And don't forget villain Looney Bin Jim, who after eating a man's internal organs exclaims, yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy, tummy. The acting is hit and miss all over the place. This film is so bad and so good at the same time. We already talked about it, and I just haven't reached that episode yet. I apologize. No, f that. You should watch it again. <laughs> Crash and burn. Pimps still don't commit suicide. Kyle, like the place of Hall of Fame, Hall sent from my speaking spell. Jesus, nice. Um, I have wanted to do Punisher Warzone, but I believe Harlow vetoed it. This was way back when, but he vetoed it because he said it's too good to yeah. be on this show. Yeah, I think he did. Um, it's come up several times. Yeah, I've. Is there a dog in it? If there is, it probably gets shot and exploded. Because <laughs> mm. I have seen the scene where the one dude is trying to arrest a guy and Frank just blows his head's, head off and he goes, God damn it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just a great effect of the dude's head literally exploding from a shotgun blast. Hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, that I, I've wanted to see that movie for a while. And I know that that, um, that director, I forget her name now, but like she was one of those people that totally gets it. And like people are like, is this just really dumb? Because it's like, was that unintentional? Like, were they like everything in that movie she has owned up to and said, like, no, this is exactly how I wanted this movie to go. And I kind of respect that, that she was just like, no, I I knew I could get away with a super ultra violent, ridiculously, disgustingly violent movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's the Punisher, and that's probably how the Punisher should be. So, hmm. I also like that they pretty much discard the uh, first Punisher, that or, or probably the, the Thomas idea. Jane Punisher, Punisher movie. For that, we'll see if we can convince Harlow to revisit that one hmm. as an actual episode. But I'm sure after Doggis, he's pretty much going to be open to any suggestion. We yeah, have. I would think so. So, <laughs> yeah, he may need it. All right, uh, next one up is from a person called 3 p.m. somewhere. A person called 3 p.m. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It's 3 p.m. And this was, uh, this came in back when you guys were doing DDR. Oh, good. It says DDR to come on on your double dance reviews. I hope at some point you plan to see the FP mm. post apocalyptic DDR movie wherein gangs settle their rivalries on the dance pads and failure can have fatal consequences. Somehow. The movie never exactly makes it clear why that is. Also, this movie features an amazing acronym that actually means never ignorant getting goals accomplished. I will let you piece together what those words say. It says, sent from my Kobolevsky 7, all of today's robots evolved from its design. It was far superior to the marketeer you were in. There was no way you could have won. <laughs> all right. That email became sentient, I believe. <laughs> so, um, we have talked about the FP quite a few times. Yep. Um, what does the FP stand for? I don't know that. But I know the that the place. budget of this movie. The fun place. The only like, and I, I believe uh, Amy was one of the listeners who, yeah, vigorously requested this movie way back when, and we didn't do it because we saw the budget was like a hundred thousand dollars and Ooh. we got real scared. But I, I still think we should do it. Yeah, I we we talked about it during the um, 
the Can't Stop the Music episode, and I think we came to the consensus of what it was called during the break. I don't know if that mm-hmm. actually made it on the show, but uh, I, I think we're all in agreement we could do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm cool with doing it. I really like this idea of dance battles throughout time. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do one in perhaps Victorian England. I kind of think caveman that's what the times. Movies are now. Yeah, I think that's start time that's traveling. I love that. I was worried. Somebody said Step Up All In was not in 3D. Oh, it's in 3D. But it is in 3D. Yeah, so I, I will see. Luckily, it in 3D. that was that was clarified. Yeah, for it because somebody put that on Twitter today. I was like, no, <laughs> no, you can't I cannot do 3D. And mm. yeah, they're doing 3D. Yes. Oh, speaking of, go on. Speaking of. Uh, PlayStation 4 update. You can watch 3D yeah. Blu-rays now. And so. the Xbox One updated as well. Yeah, so, so 3D next-gen 3D so Blu-rays. Yeah. Get all your step-up yeah. movies. And- Har- me, Harlow, and the two other people that yep. have 3D <laughs> 3D Blu-rays yep. can watch them in 3D. Totally. Yeah, yep. you guys need to give up some 3D Blu-rays so I can watch them at my house. Oh, that's right. You do have a give them up. 3D TV. I keep forgetting about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, by the way, we did not see Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D. We so we can't tell you how it was better or worse or any of that. Post-conversion, I take it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the, a lot of the action is pretty quick cut. A lot of people have complained about the action in that movie, and I didn't think it was that bad. No. it. I mean, the action. Like, it, like there's some people like, James Gunn should never direct action again. And I'm like, I didn't think it was. I. I it's a comedy. Yeah. And he doesn't quite get geography that well, but it, I was never like, what the fuck's happening like, right exactly like Batman well, begins or something you know yeah, or it, just have no idea what the hell anything is yeah it's um i mean it's a there's such thing as action comedies this was a comedy action yeah and so so yeah 3d i don't know if it matters but i've heard imax has some fr- scenes framed differently for imax so i don't know either way see that movie uh last email we got here is from chase island one of our favorite destinations <laughs> Me laughing at Chuck. I just every time I hear it, I always think Chase of just some some great like, you know, the most dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Chase Island. Oh no, yeah. we've been shipwrecked on dun dun dun. Chase, Chase Island. Island. Will we be running away from things? Mm-hmm. Because it's chasing. Will those things be following us? No. I'm not sure I follow the concept of Chase Island. So, but this kind of it's actually it's a long chair. Oh. So uh, Chase Island, he, he's kind of, he can kind of dovetail off of what Walt and BJ have been talking about. He has Hong Kong action and fun martial arts movie suggestions. Hell yeah! He All actually right. misspelled it in the title and said marital arts <laughs> movie <laughs> suggestions. So I will watch those too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, martial arts suggestions. He says, "Hey there, cast of Bamfers. It's your fan who has a name that sounds like a movie you would love. Chase Island." It's been a long time since I wrote, and I have since started some Bamcast-inspired theme month movie-watching adventures. I've been working on checking off movies from my own list of shame. This email is quite lengthy, so I'll break it into three parts. Part the first. Back in May, I came up with the Bamcast-inspired dumb pun theme, Chow Yun Fat Tuesday. After realizing I had <laughs> hashtag CYFT. After realizing I had never seen any movie with him in it, and I... And I have kept it going ever since. Nine movies so far, though I did unintentionally miss one week. Here's what I've watched so far in order of viewing. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. The Replacement Killers, The Corrupter, Hard Boiled, fuck yes, Bulletproof Monk, a bags worthy bad movie, Let the Bullets Fly from 2010, The Killer, the best movie, A Better Tomorrow, fucking awesome, The Last Tycoon from 2012, and I'm watching The Assassins from 2012 this week. Any recommendations of Chow Yun Fat films or Hong Kong action films? I would like to see the Zhang Yimou film he is in, Curse of the Golden Flower. 
To you guys, I would recommend A Better Tomorrow, The Killer, Hard Boiled, The Replacement Killers, Crouching Tiger, Let the Bullets Fly, and The Last Tycoon, if any of you haven't seen any of those and are okay reading subtitles for two hours, save for The Replacement Killers. FYI, the newer ones listed are on Netflix Instant. Uh, yeah, I love Chow Yun-Fat. Mm-hmm. Um, the Killer is one of my favorite movies of all time. Chow Yun-Fat and John Woo together? Yep. Wowie's Hard Boiled, yeah, and all, like... A better tomorrow. All three of them. Oh yeah, are fucking awesome. Magical. Um, once a thief is not mm. as good. There's some parts we're seeing. Do not, under any circumstances, watch the TV pilot version that has Crycheck from X Files in it. I've seen that because yeah, so have I. I had the DVD. I didn't yeah. like I. I was young and stupid and never, <laughs> never watched that. Ever. Never again. That does sound like something someone never young and again. stupid would do. Yeah. <laughs> And and once a like once a thief the actual film is it's a it's one of their lesser works by far. Yeah, it's one of those that sounds so much better on paper than it ends up being. But uh, it's yeah, no Hudson I mean, Hawk. But really, you've nailed you've nailed the majority of Chai Yun Fat that needs to be watched. Yeah, like like you know you can see you can see the killer in Hard Boiled and Die Happy. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Bulletproof Monk on that list? It yeah, was. but he said it's terrible. No, it's not good. Yeah, he, he he agreed with most everybody that. Well, you can watch it like nine times a day on FX, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, now he has part the second. I also began Martial Arts Movie Monday. Hashtag ma'am. <laughs> in June to fill a gaping hole in my viewing history and have so far watched for the first time. Like in order, Enter the Dragon, Legend yes. of Drunken Master, yes. Shaolin Soccer, Kung Fu Hustle, and mm-hmm. I'm watching 13 Assassins tonight, creating Assassin's Week, which will also possibly include Bandera, Stallone, Assassins, and playing <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> Any fun martial arts movie recommendations? I have seen The Raid, as mentioned this past week, and I'm planning on watching The Raid 2, Ong Bok, Ip Man, District B13, Hero, House of Flying Daggers, and more Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Tony Ja, and Donnie Yen movies. I tend to enjoy the more comedic-leaning stuff, but want to see the classics too. That, like just watch watch the stuff all that that you just mentioned yep all of that yep yeah um yeah you'll, you'll, house of flying daggers is good i, for, yeah. I yeah that about really that good. it's really pretty mm-hmm. yeah house of flying daggers um uh it doesn't look like he has fist of legend on here you need to see fist of legend you need to see uh there was once upon a time in china and i always was partial jet li did a spoof movie of once upon a time in china and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, but the one of the climactic scenes is uh, consists of a dragon fighting a centipede, and then Jet Li dressing up like a chicken or a rooster and kicking these centipedes behind. Yeah. So that's a very good one, but I cannot remember what the last name hero of it. in China. Last hero in China. There you are, sir. Thank you very much. Go internet, Mister yeah. Internet. Thank uh, you. Yeah, and you've seen Legend of Drunken Master, which is Drunken Master Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can track down Drunken Master One, definitely worth watching. That's worth seeing as well. Definitely worth but seeing. But you will not. Nothing will match that that scene in Drunken no. Master Two. No, you're, you're talking Drunken old Master school One is still. You're talking solid. old school where they had one scene. They had one set, and sometimes they were painted and. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one. You can watch um is that uh Ninja Assassin? Oh god, yeah, uh, we watched that. Yeah, no, I don't think that's one. Uh oh uh Master of the Flying Guillotine. That one's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Um That's the one with the thing where he throws the basket mm-hmm. over the head and yes. pulls the head. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um there was one of those in uh Wing Chun, I mm-hmm. think. Or no, um, wait. 
uh, either Wing Chun or, or Iron Monkey Two. I think it might have been Iron Monkey Two because uh, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. And I'm also remember. gonna I'm also gonna go with a super deep Bamf cast cut is uh, Ricky O story of Ricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch Ricky O story of Ricky. It will be among the more violent kung fu movies you ever watch, but that is so much fun. That movie's insane. So, part the third to wrap everything up. In creating a list of shame, I took stuff you had mentioned in the podcast second half into consideration. Just wanted to thank you for recommending or mentioning the following movies, which I watched and enjoyed for twenty in 2014 for the first time. Children of Men, Blood Simple, There Will Be Blood, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, Hot Fuzz, No Country for Old Men, Dread, Furious Six, The Transporter, The Italian Job, Bad Boys 2, and Starship Troopers. Any more generally awesome action movie recommendations? Don't assume I've seen it because I have some obvious gaps. FYI, I also hope to watch for the first time in 2014. Reservoir Dogs from Dust Till Dawn, Kill Bills, Hobo with a Shotgun, and another awesome Tarantino and Rodriguez films other than Pulp Fiction and Desperado, the only two I've seen and enjoyed. Thanks for enduring this long, listy email and spreading the movie awesomeness. You guys make watching movies all of the fun. Crash and burn, chase island like the landmass, sent from my Etch-A-Sketch animator. Uh, you can skip Hobo with the Shotgun. That is my am, opinion as well. I am finally of the opinion that you can skip it. I mean, when I watched it, I thought it was kind of cool, but it holds zero cultural relevance. And the only thing that it's ever going to be is a movie with a kick-ass name. Because, yeah. like, Hobo with a Shotgun sounds like a movie that should be awesome, and it's not. Yep. So skip that one. And Rutger um, Hauer is awesome in it. But he's, he's surrounded by... Mediocrity, yeah. He's, he's surrounded by overdone filmmaking. Sure. Like it's everyone, everything else around him is trying too fucking hard yeah. to be something it's not. And, and that's and what I don't like about far that. far short of what it's trying to do. Yeah. You can kind of skip most of the, most of the Robert Rodriguez movies too. Sadly. I mean, the, the three El Mariachi movies are good. Mm-hmm. From Dust Till Dawn is great. I, I've never Fuck seen the Spy Kids it. movies because who cares? Yeah, uh, kind of lost it after those. And I the really, Machete movies just... I really want to watch Sin City again because I haven't seen it. And yeah. I'd like almost like when it came out on DVD, yeah. I, I remember watching it. But yeah, you know, with, with a new is... one coming out, I, Sin City I loved, loved, loved when it first came out. And I just, I hope it still holds up. I'm worried about that because I feel like I need to go back to it and, and watch it again before I see... Uh, Fist of the North Dame or whatever it's called. Um, Dame to kill for. Yeah, sure. Fist of the North Dame. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, Dame I, of the Fist North. Yeah, like I can never remember. Batman Beyond yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some I can never remember what it's called. Um, and so now I'm going to intentionally fuck it up for the rest of my life. But Sounds good. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to go back and watch Sin City again. And um, don't make the mistake of uh, watching that that movie that's supposed to be kind of what's what's the one that we watched oh for the god podcast? the spirit the spirit yeah oh, don't, don't watch that was thinking that it's gonna be anywhere that is near pure nonsense like it, don't watch that uh thinking it's, it's gonna be sin city-esque because yeah. it's just it's very very so it's a my city's it's vagina almost a weeps spoof for me. movie i mean it's so bad i mean they they play it serious they're they're trying to be serious but it is such a silly spoof movie it is but so, it is so up, up its own ass oh yeah yeah it's so really far. really weird if yeah. you if you want to see Samuel L. Jackson overacting his ass off, and I mean, Samuel you can watch L. any Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson yeah. movie oh, no, no. to see he, Samuel L. He over, <laughs> he's overacting, overacting Samuel L. Jackson. 
but yeah, I like that poop. is what I like. That is my wheelhouse. But I only got about thirty minutes into that movie, and I said, "Nope, life's too short." I couldn't even tell you how that ends. I think I, I saw that in the theaters. Oh, I was excited. Poor man, you're the. I was excited to see it in the theaters. <laughs> oh, we were, we were like, pretty mad here, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, and that was before we even gave ratings. That's yeah, how long ago that episode right. was. Oh, wow, my city. Yeah, I don't go that far back. Her back moist catalog. vagina cries for me. <laughs> God. I'm gonna fuck my sister. <laughs> God, we made so many horrible, horrible. Oh, God. Talking about the Sacramento ham sandwich, and <laughs> dirt pipe milkshake, and just uh, so go. many yeah. horrible things were coined during that episode. All right, next. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just bring that back. I'm amazed we listed that many movies that he's seen. So, see District Nine, Chase. I come in. Yeah, District Nine's pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, the ones he listed it. that he needs to see, yeah, see those, and just yeah. all the Tarantinos. And the Bourne movies, I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. First three, at least. Fourth yeah, not the one with Hawkeye. Yeah. Skyfall. The one with Hawkeye's. Bleh. So, yeah. yeah. That's what we got. We got to get out of here, dudes. Do we have late. any more correspondence? Correspondence? Uh, no, nah, I'm cutting it off. Okay. Tell people how to send in correspondence that we can cut off. Okay. Send us emails to BMF at... BMFcast? Yeah, shut up. I got this. Okay. <laughs> Send emails to BMF at BMFcast.com. Check out the website, BMFcast.com. Look on the right-hand side of that page, and you'll see a number of buttons, which will lead us uh, lead you to us in all of our social forms, uh, be that uh, the Twitters or the YouTubes or the Facebooks and things like that. There's also an Amazon affiliate search box. Uh, if you type in your what you're looking for to purchase on your Amazons, um, it will give us a little a uh, little bit of change uh, for uh, for free for you. Um, so do that, and it helps us pay for hosting and uh, hookers and Lime. And uh, you can also give us a call on the Garfield phone nine one zero five jocks BMF nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Leave a message, keep it short and sweet, and your succulent voice will be featured on the Bamfcast. Succulent, mm, juicy. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Juicy voice. Is that it? That's it, man. Later, taters. I think we're done. Let's get the hell out of that here. That sounds great. I hope this worked. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so. Let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Walt. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. See you next week. Good night, everyone. <laughs>